0: It's Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable brought to you by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA and Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight along with my partner, Jim Chet Chesco. Hey, Chet, Claude Giroux has been traded as the Flyers did some housekeeping. The, Fly- uh, the Phillies are preparing for opening day. April the 8th. The Eagles tinkering around with their roster just a little bit as the quarterback merry-go-round continues in the NFL. The Sixers, well, not quite so sure about the Sixers right now. And Villanova has reached the sweet 16 of March Madness. Always a lot going on in Philly sports. And for those watching us live here on this Wednesday night, yes, we are starting 20
1: minutes late. The internet gods just wouldn't let us go on right on time. But you know what, Bill? That's why God created beer. I'm just oh, saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of the one of the few times of the year, Bill, where we have uh, pretty much news on all four of the Philly Pro teams: Eagles and Phillies making moves, the Sixers gearing up for the playoffs, the Flyers. Well, they're doing whatever they're doing these days. A lot of losing a lot of games, unfortunately, and as you said, doing some house cleaning. Um, by the way, Bill, despite everything that's going on today, and despite our technical stuff, I'm going to find three minutes to talk about this Sunday's Academy Awards at some point during the show. So oh, you, you can leave the Spare room at that time. Spare <laughs> me. I'll tell you what.
0: We've got a couple great guests tonight in uh, legendary Flyers PA announcer Lou Nolan will be joining us in a return visit from an upcomer in, in the broadcast business and play-by-play voice and reporter for the Delmarva Sports Network, Kayla Santiago. And Chet, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. We're going to be sure that Lou and Kayla take up those three minutes (laughs) one legend
1: and who knows maybe one future legend we shall see what we do know is they are both great guests and we've made lou wait long enough so let's get it going huh
0: all right with that let's welcome the legendary flyers pa man lou nolan back to philly press box radio lou as always great to see you well it's great to be here thanks for having me on the show
1: Hey, Lou, uh, we're going to talk about you, Mr. 50-year announcer, in just a bit, but uh, let's get the unpleasant stuff out of the way, and that would be this Flyer season. Yeah, there were injuries, there were COVID issues, but how the heck did this Flyer season go off the rails so quickly and so badly?
2: Well, it's easy to say injuries, but it's true that it was really from the very beginning the problem that your main guys go down. I mean, uh, Ryan Ellis played four games. Yeah uh and there was going to be like one of your, your number one guy uh and the trick there was that everything suffered because the power play suffered without him uh and i was talking to someone about it the other night uh the puck doesn't stay on a stick long where some guys have to think he just knows where it was go- where it's going to go so that was a big problem couturier goes down in and out of the lineup uh, guys are hurt uh and uh, it's you know knees and things that don't come back easy uh and uh just seem to be from start to finish uh just like another one of those seasons the guys out with COVID and back with COVID, and you know it, it, it's like we're walking on eggs the whole season so far so it hasn't been fun i'll tell you that
0: sure, for sure well lou will certainly get to to claude Giroux a little bit later on but i want to ask you from a from an organizational standpoint it seemed like just a few years ago uh, the word from the experts, whoever they are, uh, felt like the Flyers organization, the minor leagues were stacked under Ron Hextall. And now it's it's almost like those same experts are saying this organization is in deep trouble and has no depth. What, what happened?
2: Well, uh, I, I've been around a long time. That doesn't mean I understand how things work in the minors. But, uh, you know, your talent maybe doesn't turn up to be as good as you think it is, number one uh people there get hurt uh I, I i talked to the two owners of uh, uh the fan of All town and one of the things they were saying when the flyers call and bring somebody up they don't bring your worst guy up they bring up your best guy sure so that causes a problem and ripples all through the organization just spell it in canadian uh and you know it's just it, it, it just didn't work out very, very well, and uh, fr- from the very beginning, uh, snake bites all over the place, and uh, you know, we're suffering because of that.
1: So, what happens with the organization this off season? I'm guessing a new head coach, of course, and more new faces on the ice as well. Well,
2: I can't speak to the head coach certainly, but uh, I would tell you that there will be some new faces on the ice. Uh, you know, we three men who were un, who were free agents, unrestricted left. And um, they'll be replaced. There'll be people coming back from injury uh, that will get a chance in the lineup. Uh, our new guy Tippett that came in, he's uh, he had a pretty good first game. Uh, he's known to be streaky, so we'll see what happens. Uh, it's 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 a crapshoot from the beginning when you're bringing up young kids. But you know Cam York has a big big upside as a defenseman. Uh, and in college, he was you know one of the best. So uh, you have to look toward the positives there. I always look toward the positives.
0: Absolutely. Well, yeah. and, and uh, the, the other one I wanted to ask you about that came with a, a lot of hope was Morgan Frost. Uh, you expect we're going to see a full full load of Morgan Frost here if he can stay healthy for the rest of the season as well?
2: I would think so. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, Frost was brought up here and, and he passed the date that they could send him back. So he's here. He's going to stay here. So uh, he'll get a regular shift. I think a lot of young guys are going to get regular shifts now the best they can. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. It's, uh, he's a talented young guy no question about it. The question is how confident is he is in, in his game? Uh, if he thinks he's going to succeed, he probably will succeed. Uh, and if he can play with some wingers that are, that are talented and uh, maybe you can put the puck in the net, that is a challenge. As Jet mentioned, you know, without goal scorers, sometimes, you know, it's tough. You lose games, uh, uh, two to one, uh, but, you know, then then you also lose games with two goals scored in the last three minutes against you that you had, you know, you had them. So uh, it's, it's a challenge all the way along.
1: Yeah, that seemed to happen a lot, way too often. Hey, Lou, not that anybody was surprised, but great job by you with the Claude Giroux ceremony last Thursday night. You probably saw just about all of G's 1,000 games that he played in the orange and black. You personally have any favorite memories of Giroux during his 13 years with the team? Well,
2: there's so many of them. I mean, you know, you could name a hundred of them. Uh, big goals. Uh, the fact that he took the team on his shoulders sometimes. Uh, just, just a great player uh, who, from his very young age, when he came in, baby faced, just, uh, just led. One of the things about Claude that that always uh, always got me was that he hated to lose. Now, hated to lose anything. I mean, I'd seen him in the in the hallway before the game playing soccer. He hated to lose that. He didn't want to beat the guy out. Uh, basketball, after soccer, they'd go over and they'd shoot, shoot buckets, and he didn't want to miss any shots. So it was a situation where no matter what he did, he wanted to win. And I read, uh, you know, that even on the plane, playing cards or something like that, or or uh, maybe in video games, uh, he's upset when he doesn't win things. And that that's his whole career. His whole career has been very, very strong.
0: And, Lou, you know, you – you are more than an employee of the Flyers. You feel these wins and losses, mainly the losses, probably more than any anybody else. Um, do you also get to build a real friendship with these guys? When somebody like a Claude Giroux, now you've watched him as a kid. Now you've watched him be a, a father uh, and all that. And, and do you have that special relationship with these guys or do you try to keep it kind of business?
2: Well – it was funny, you know, uh, when, in early years, and you know, when you when you get through, people start talking about 50 means you're around for a long time. I'm an original flyer. And, you know, uh, the Stanley Cup teams, I was the same age as the guy. So when I travel once in a while with the team, uh, you know, you get to know these guys pretty well. They're the guys I still know very well. The guys that have stayed here, uh, Schultz, Kelly, Jim Watson, Joe Watson, those kind of guys. Uh, the young guys now, I knew certain guys well, uh, but you know, with, with COVID, when we restarted after COVID two and a half years ago, three years, I don't know how long it is now, it's been so long, uh, we were taken from the ice, the announcers, all of us had to move out of the penalty box. Mm-hmm. So a league mandate told us we'd have to be out of there. So that that breaks connection with the new guys coming in because they don't get a chance to, to talk to them or see them See them in the hallway before a game or something like that. Uh, so that that's been a bit of a challenge from the standpoint of getting no no new guys because they're all kids. I mean, let's face it, they're kids. Even even Claude, you know, at yeah. his age, is a kid. Right. Now maybe maybe Arbery Yager's not a kid <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, but uh, hey, it, it's the way it is. They're young guys.
1: Well, I know we touched on this. uh, We touched on this your very first visit with us, which was actually four and a half years ago. Believe it or not, right after your book came out. Uh, But I believe you are the last one standing from when the Flyers joined the NHL back in nineteen sixty-seven. You've been with the team continuously since then. Uh, Before you were the PA guy, starting in seventy-two, you worked in the PR department. How did that come about? How did you end up joining the Flyers? Uh,
2: I used to go down to Margate to uh, in the summers, the weekends and, uh, you know, have some fun, chase some girls through these kinds of things. I met Joe Cadillac, who you probably know, down at, down at the beach, and he got a job as the first PR man for the Flyers. Uh, we went out to celebrate and I talked to him and I had a background in hockey uh, from the standpoint of uh, minor leagues uh, here, going to the games there. I right? was in grade school with uh, a young man who whose uncle was a goal judge at the Ramblers of all that 46 to market in Philly. And we used to go to the games. I was a rink rat. So, and I skated, whatever, after games, took the sticks home, taped them up, played street hockey, watched the original six. So, I knew a little bit about the game. And I told Joe, if you need anybody to help him, I'll help him. And he said, maybe we'll see what happens. And I wound up in the press box um, handing out stats and doing these sorts of things and writing the game sheet, which meant that I missed most of the goals. We didn't have TVs all over like they do now. So I, uh, I, I, when when the announcer left um, in uh, the year before I took over, I said to Lou Scheinfeld, who was the guy who was doing the hiring, that I want to do that job, and I thought maybe I'd see more goals. Well, I certainly did. And uh, timing is everything. That was the year before the first Cup. You know, yeah. I was there for the first Cup, work with that glass. You know, so the relationship with the players and the officials uh, was uh, was much different than it is now behind glass. I need... Mean, I'm way up in the rafters. I'm hoping to go back to the penalty box. We're not sure about that. But uh, uh, there's there's a little hole there, and that's your communication line with both referees, uh, you know, that that talk to you. And and players are in the other boxes. They're fine. But um, it's different. It's different.
0: Yeah. Well, Lou, uh, Chet mentioned earlier about uh, your your night with Claude Giroux the other night, and uh, outstanding, as usual, by you. Uh, you've done a whole bunch of these now across your your career. Uh, you get extra pumped up, and uh, for a night like this, it's it's an event. Um, how how important is it to be on top top of your game? Well,
2: you know it's like when when, when you're doing TV and the light goes on, you got to be right. So uh, it's important for me to know that uh, I I read everything, I understand everything, I check pronunciations, I may. Make a few marks on something where I want to pause, and so forth. But uh, you know, I'm not alone doing that. I'm on headset, you know, and uh, and there's people in Arena Vision that are helping me and having me pause and do different things. So you know, it's the people around you that make you better. And uh, I like to think that I handle it professionally. And uh, thanks for the compliment. I, I you're you know, far
0: I... too humble, sir. <laughs>
1: Well, Lou, the Flyers. Philly,
2: that's all.
1: <laughs> Lou, the Flyers put Paul Holmgren and Rick Tockett into the team's Hall of Fame this year. Both fine choices, but true confession, Bill and I were rooting for you to get in. This being your 50th year, I thought it would have made sense. The good news is you will be honored by the team before the Flyers' April 9th game. You excited about that?
2: I am very. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what is going to happen. They've uh, they've sort of kept that to themselves. Uh, tell me what's going to happen. But I have a lot of friends and family there. And uh, I know that they petitioned the NHL and they've agreed to set the time of the game back. So it'll be something on the ice. And for me to be out on the ice instead of running something on the ice is a lot different. I'm looking forward to it.
0: No, that should be a lot of fun. Well, hey, Lou, I have to ask you, uh, and we might ask you this before. I don't remember. Uh, In your 50 years, I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you who your favorite Flyers are because that's probably too many. You have maybe three opponents that uh, you really thought were extra special kind of players or guys?
2: Well, one guy right off the bat is Steve Eiserman. Uh, and, um, you know, he um, uh, he was a captain. And I, when I worked with that glass, the captains would come over and talk to me about extra assists when somebody was left off. So I got to know Steve, and Steve's a wonderful guy. He saddled my family an all-star game with the kids when they were younger and um he came in one day got a penalty i don't know what for steve didn't get too many and i said to him i said hey would you sign a stick for me after if you chip one he said sure so he scores three we name him the first star he comes out skates over to me and hands me the stick Wow. yeah for the game and says come on up after i'll sign it so it's just a class guy so he's He's a real classy guy. Uh, Brett Hall, same kind of thing. Come in the room, no problem. Get a stick and stuff like that. Uh, they're the two main guys that I think about. And, um, you know, Gene was one of the guys. Hartnell, uh, uh, terrific guy. I have one photo of the first line in the penalty box with Hartnell, check and Giroux. Now, Giroux is like very intense. And Cardinal's looking at me with a big smile because I have a little phone out. I don't want to take the picture. And Jake's like kind of looking around, wondering where he is. So I in the box. It's a great shot. It's a great shot.
1: I think I saw that. I think I saw that. Hey, surprised. we had, uh, had it everywhere. We had Sam Carchetti on three weeks ago. You of course know Sam. And well. we asked we asked him about you, and he said he's proud to call you a friend for the last 14 years or so. And he said of you, he's the most generous and gregarious person. Happy and proud to call him my friend, and he just went on and on about what a wonderful guy he, you know, he enjoyed having you as a friend and uh, drinking wine down in Ocean City and all that fun stuff.
2: It's amazing <laughs> when you give a guy a hundred bucks, what he'll say about
1: you. <laughs> you <huh? laughs> yeah, I, would Sam, 50, I would have done it for fifty. I would have done it for fifty.
2: Sam is in ace. He uh, uh, he really knows the sport, and um, you know he uh, uh, he was at the Inquirer until recently. There we go. There he is. And um, geez, just just a top notch guy. Uh, family's great. Uh, and uh, you know, we have had uh, some wine and cheese uh, down in Ocean City on the porch, uh, you know, uh, checking things out and having to talk about hockey and uh, our wives in our lives, et cetera. Et cetera. So, uh, a, a terrific guy who I'm happy and proud to be calling a friend, believe me.
0: Well, Lou, is there any? chance that you're thinking about leaving or this uh, you staying with it like you should, like we hope you do.
2: Well, I think I'm staying with it uh, until they, you know, call me in one day and say, Hey, we're going to make a change. Uh, until I screw up, you know, I mean, if, if I continue to do things on the right side of it and uh, make them happy uh, and uh, I'm proud of what I do, I think I'll, I'll hang in. As you say, good deal. Uh, no I mean, retirement you
0: know, in your future.
2: Not really. No, no, good deal. Great. I'm not a retiring kind of guy. Hey
1: Lou, when you were first working behind the Flyers PA, Mike, the guy calling the Sixers games in that spot was Dave Zinkoff. Did you have fond memories of Zink?
2: I do. The Zink, Zink was quite a guy, boy. He—I'll uh, tell you a story. We're in Ocean City one time at a wedding, and the Zink's at a table with me, and uh, the Sixers played the night before Atlantic City and had a win in preseason, and the Flyers had two preseason wins. So Zink gets up in the middle of everything. Stops the band, says, ladies and gentlemen, the two undefeated announcers in Philadelphia are seated at this table, Lou Nolan and the Zinc." So, I mean, (laughs) unbelievable guy, unbelievable guy. Gave me one of those uh, sausage things one time in a game. So, you know, he's, uh, what are they, Baloney or something like that? I don't know what they were called, but he used to get that stuff out all the time
0: good stuff hey lou i I have a a personal question for you when you're in the off season now uh what is it that lou nolan likes to do for for fun
2: uh for fun i have a hobby uh that's strange people look at me like i'm nuts i collect antiques uh duck decoys uh hunting hunting birds and um uh you know i mean i i I still work uh you know i'm there and uh, my office is in my home i sell investments to uh, financial institutions so, uh, you know, I, I keep busy at it. I keep busy. That's for sure.
0: I did not right. know that the Flyers were still a side gig.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Good Flyers are still a side gig. That's for, I guess they'll become a real gig
1: before long, but, you know, who knows. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> You're just a kid, Lou. Don't worry about it. Hey,
2: thanks a lot, Chad. I appreciate <laughs> it.
1: All right, Chet, anything else as we close up for Luke? I think we covered it. We've uh, taken more than enough time from lou tonight and uh we, we thank you lou
2: yeah you we like appreciate that extra three minutes
1: <laughs>
2: yeah yes
0: sir that's <laughs> over we're gonna make sure anyway we you don't want to hear stick around and hear about that academy awards do you <laughs>
2: all right i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm gonna tune right in and listen and see what's going on oh, oh, I got my oh. i'd
1: like to accept this on behalf of the academy <laughs> oh my goodness Guys, lou.
2: thank you so much for having me on uh and uh i had a lot of fun i always do it was it's hard to believe it was four and a half years ago that uh yeah. that we did this the first time. Let's yeah. not make it four and a half again before we do it.
1: That's that right. be You'll answer. be back, I promise.
2: Well, we Take we care, certainly rest.
0: appreciate you. We're sorry for the technical issues tonight that took up a little more of your time, but we certainly appreciate you coming with us.
2: It's well worth it to be on the show for that technical issue, believe me. Thank oh, you,
1: thank Luke. Right.
0: Thanks, Luke. All right. Well, hey, Chad. Gas prices are up, creeping down just a little bit. March Madness is in the middle, we're at the Sweet sweet 16 round. And my guess is your couch is getting more mileage than your car right now. Yeah, you know that, Bill. All states pay-as-you-go auto insurance
1: is the ticket. It puts you in control. You only pay for the miles that you drive. With the same full coverage that a traditional policy offers, pay-per-mile insurance gives customers greater control of their insurance costs. See how much you can save with pay-per-mile car insurance by calling your local agent. In Westchester, PA, that is Dave Lavoie. Call Dave at 610-430-0700. Once again, it is 610-430-0700. And start to save more now that you are driving less. Hey, everybody. It's Willie Nile here, and you're listening to Chet and Bill on Silly Press Box Radio.
0: You lucky people. Hey, Chet, before we move on to March Madness, which is our next topic, I got to say, how great is it to have Lou, and how, and how fun is he to have on? He's got some so many great stories.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised that he's still working a full-time job in addition to doing the Flyers thing. Yeah. Uh, but he's still energetic on all the enthusiasm, and he has the pipes, of course, which he's never going to lose, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, stick around, Lou, what the heck.
0: Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, great timing. Uh, not that Claude Giroux got traded, but the Claude Giroux night the other night and Lou was absolutely fantastic. And flyers flyers did a great job with that all the way around. And Lou being the point, man, uh, that did, did a fantastic job.
1: The big question is who are they going to bring in to, uh, do the PA work when they're honoring Lou on April 9th? That,
0: uh, that must be part of the mystery. Must be exactly. part of the mystery. Yeah. All right. Jet March Mandis uh, has not disappointed. Most brackets were broken on day one, uh, with some upsets, Those seedings mean absolutely nothing in that tournament. uh, Villanova hanging in there. They're in the Sweet 16, um, ready to take care of the Michigan Wolverines Thursday night. You've been watching it all? Uh, Bits and pieces. I caught the
1: end of several games here and there, some exciting finishes, as is the case every year. Now, I want to tell you, I'm in a pool with 73 people in it, and here's my basketball uh, college basketball prowess. I am 68th in those 73 people in terms of possible points though, I am 13th because I still have both Gonzaga and Arizona making it to the final. I took Gonzaga to win it all like many others did. So I'm not going to win it, but hopefully I'll finish a lot higher than 68th at least, you know, maybe in the top half of those 73 people.
0: Well, I only played one and I did it on that ESPN thing. I've never been able to actually find myself again (laughs) with all them people, but I, I, I took Kentucky to make the finals against Villanova, remember? So well. I did the Cats <laughs> yeah. against the Cats. Uh, Villanova's still in there, so maybe I have an outside chance of being something. But, uh, yeah, what a what a first couple days. And uh, I didn't get to see a lot. I, I got on an emergency trip. But uh, the, the basketball has been a lot of fun. And uh, Villanova's got a chance here. We'll, we'll see how this goes. And they tip off Thursday evening at 7.29 p.m., Bill. Not 7.30,
1: but 7.29 p.m. And how about Jay Wright going up against Phil Martelli one more time? Of course, Martelli now an assistant this time around with Michigan.
0: Yeah, well, they certainly know each other, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Let's go Wildcats. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Chet, let's give a shout-out to all our shows over at the Edge of Philly Sports Network this week. This episode being streamed live across Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. You can catch all the action on www.eopsports.com. Check us out, subscribe, follow, and like, and all that kind of stuff. Share it with your family and friends. We have Mondays, the Broad Street Bullies podcast. Monday, mailbag with Joey Sharon. Tuesday, talking Philly sports with Maddie B. You have us on early on Wednesday, and you have The pandemic crew joining Joey and Al tonight at 9.30. That'll be fun. Thursday, Bird's IQ is back with Kyle Quinn as they talk uh, Eagles going up to the draft and free agency. Friday, get processed with the Sixers talk. And Saturday, the Patterson Avenue fanatics on Saturday mornings, 9 o'clock, with your coffee and donuts. And uh, Chet, don't forget, uh, you can sign up for the eop newsletter that comes to your email box on friday morning so tell yes. us about freddie burns we got it's time it's this it's this saturday and we got all kinds of stuff going on with that thing
1: i'm getting excited about it uh our pal kevin riley will be there so uh that'll be fun where is it? Oh, there it is. Yes. Saturday, March 26th. It is at the Red Lantern Tavern. We've been there before. It's uh, on West Oak Lane in Glenolden or Folkcroft or whatever you want to call that area. It's Delco. You know where it is. Roger. And it, we're going to raise a lot of funds for the Burns family. And uh, especially, you know, for two and a half year old Freddie. So it's going to be a great time. They're going to be some special guests, lots of raffles and there'll be beer and stuff, too. And uh, get your tickets. Go to the Edge of Philly Sports um, page, page on Facebook to get all the information. And, boy, we hope to see you there. I will be there probably before 3 o'clock making sure uh, all the beer is there and ready to go. So uh, it's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, and, Jake, you know, i to got to reach out. And, and I don't have all their names, and it's really not important. But so many people, businesses, person, individual persons, are donating things uh, for the raffles, for uh, a company. And we'll, we'll cover all this next week once it's over. But um, beer's donated. Food's donated. Kevin Riley's donated his time. Uh, so many items. Uh, our friend Carl Henderson, Carl's Cards, has donated. Bill Mattis has donated. All all friends of ours uh, that we've known for a long time are stepping up and, and helping out in this. And uh, it's really got to make us to be a great event.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. Looking forward to it.
0: All right, and I wish I could be there. Bad, really bad. I know. All right, Chad, NFL, the quarterback situation continues to amaze Deshaun Watson. Holy cow, was he paid a king's ransom to go to the Browns. A huge surprise, Matt Ryan. He ends up going to the Colts for just a third-round pick. Today, a blockbuster Tyreek Hill trade. Yeah. Whoever Dolphins. saw that coming uh, to the Miami Dolphins. Uh meantime, the Eagles are kind of just tinkering around. They haven't really done anything to move the needle yet, Chet. Well, frankly, I'm glad that they didn't get Watson.
1: I don't know how seriously they looked into it and how much they pursued him. But I want to see what Hurts can do with more help and a full year uh, as a starter under his belt. They did sign a receiver yesterday, a guy who Nick Sirianni knows pretty well from his time with the Colts. That's uh 27-year-old Zach Pascal. He's averaged about 40 catches a season during his four years in the league, which is nothing sensational, but I heard Ray Dinger talk about him today, and Ray said that Pascal is better than most people realize. He's a slot guy with size, and he was actually better his couple of years before Carson Wentz arrived in Indy last year. So, you know, maybe he'll hit it off with Hertz and he'll be the the slot receiver that they can count on.
0: Yeah, he was injured. He was injured a bit last year, too, so Ah. that that was some of it as well. Uh, Yeah, but – and I think they're going to have to make a little bit more noise. I'm glad they didn't get Deshaun Watson, especially when you saw the the ransom it took to get him. Holy cow. You would have thought uh, that this yeah. was Tom Brady coming back. The, the guy didn't play one year. This is the same quarterback just played two years ago. And they definitely, the Browns gave up a King's ransom for him, but three first rounders
1: and more. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Interesting. The, the guys that are being traded, Julio Jones is cut. Um, you know, Khalil Mack is traded. Tyreek Hill is traded. All these quarterbacks. It is just, I guess owners have reached the point that the amount of money required for that last contract is so many years and so much money. They're saying we're out on these guys.
1: But, you know, what? I'm personally happy that Tom Brady is coming back. Um, Me too. I, I enjoy watching the guy. I mean, he's 44 years old now, I guess. And uh, I hope he plays another four years. What the heck?
0: Well, and I mean, from his standpoint, he he had an MVP type season. They gave it to Rodgers. They could have just as well have given it to Tom oh, yeah. Brady. It's they not neck like neck. his. It's not like his talent diminished any. Uh, I think he just at the end of the season didn't win and said, "I'm out," and then thought, "Well, why am I out?" Yeah. So
1: it's going to be interesting, and it's going to be interesting to see what the Eagles do over these next few weeks, if they do any more free agent stuff, or if they're just going to wait now till the draft at the end of April. So uh, they still have those three first-round picks, and I'm seeing a lot of mock drafts that have them going for, you know, a couple of defensive guys at least, and, uh, you know, they may even take a linebacker, Bill, you don't know, it could be the right. first time since
0: Jerry Robinson. Yep, yep. There's a couple good ones out there too. Yeah, yeah. And how about Fletcher Cox got sent away and brought back? Yeah,
1: uh, I mean, people saw that coming, I guess, at least as a possibility. And as soon as he got cut, they said, hang on, he's probably coming back. And they did get him at a better deal, I guess, for one year. So I'm okay with that. You know, it's helping them financially. And he's only under contract now for the one more year. So hopefully he'll make it a good one since it is a contract year for him now, essentially.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, hey, let's jump over and talk Sixers. Chet. uh, What do you make of the rumblings already that the Harden effect honeymoon seems to be over already for some fans? Uh, What do you make of that?
1: Well, I mean, Philly fans are tough to please. You know
0: that. Uh, (laughs) The fickle Philly fans, you think?
1: You have a bad game or two or three, and they're ready to send you packing again. But watching Harden of late, it's clear to me he's just not moving as well as he had been the first several games. I think there is a definite hamstring issue there with him. I got to think it's bothering him more than he has let on. Look, they still have issues, but it was great to see them beating a quality team in the Miami Heat without Harden or Embiid Monday night. And now they go out west and they're playing the Lakers this evening here on Wednesday with no LeBron. Not that the Lakers are that great anymore. So hopefully they can pick up a couple of wins out there, the Lakers and the Clippers. Then they got the tough game on Sunday against the Phoenix Suns. But Tyrese Maxey, man, I just love watching that kid. He's not just a favorite of anybody because of his enthusiasm and the way he plays the game, but he's got a lot of talent. The guy is starting to shoot better. He can drive, and he made a huge block the other night as well at the end of the game against Miami. So fun to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, but I can tell you, and you, you probably knew I'm going to say this, going into Miami knowing you weren't playing Embiid and you weren't playing Harden did not make this guy happy again. You win it? Are you afraid to play the team in front of you with your best players?
1: They're not afraid. They're not afraid. Max, I mean, so. uh, Harden, Harden has the hamstring issue. He's 33 or whatever, which is okay. old for basketball. So he's hurt. Okay. And Bede was hurt also. And Bede took a shot in the mouth. He had to see the oh. dentist on Monday. Stop the guy's it. playing more games this year than ever. Would you get off
0: it, Bill? This is a Stop different it. era. Guys get. Oh, Stop. Stop you it. You just don't get it. You're don't just get happy you and losing. I'm not going to ever get it. Ever. Ever. Move along. Ever. Move along.
1: We got another guest here.
0: All right. Well, our second guest tonight, Kayla Santiago, she joined us last year, Chet, and uh, since then, you might want to say she's been moving on up. Um, <laughs> tell us about Kayla and the chat you had with her yesterday. Um, she was coming out of school when we talked to her, and now she is – doing play-by-play for a tri-state network
1: as a matter of fact as we speak right now she's calling a lacrosse game somewhere down there but uh, all the info information about her is at the top of our discussion and i'm just going to go right into our interview but you know what i felt really odd bill when she mentioned during our chat that she and tyrese Maxey are the exact same age and that's 21 you put the two of them together and we're still a whole lot older (laughs) right (laughs) Anyway, here's our chat. It was a year ago next week that we introduced you to this up-and-coming sports reporter and play-by-play voice. At the time she was still a student at Rowan University, but she had just been named sports director at Rowan Radio and she was already calling games for the Sixers G League team, the Delaware Blue Coats, plus baseball's Wilmington Blue Rocks. Well, she's even busier now in her sports broadcasting career. She'll tell us all about that. Let's welcome her back to Philly Pressbox Radio. It is Kayla Santiago. Hey, Kayla, how you doing?
3: I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me.
1: Ah, doing all right here. Uh, Well, as I noted, your life has changed quite a bit over the past year. A lot going on. A few months ago, you joined a new venture uh, as a sports anchor, reporter, and play-by-play voice. It's Delmarva Sports Network. Now, most of our viewers are in Pennsylvania or New Jersey and aren't real familiar with that, perhaps. So tell us about DSN.
3: Yeah, so DSN just launched. It's a 24 hour sports station where, like you mentioned, I do play by play, anchoring, and reporting. So we cover all of the local high schools around Delmarva, including Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia. We cover the college teams as well and some of the minor league teams too. So we're very, very busy out here. We do a live game every single day. Right now, we're currently with five sports, boys and girls lacrosse, softball, baseball, and then girls soccer in Delaware. So it's a little bit crazy working long hours with my amazing crew, but it's been a lot of fun, a great learning experience, and I'm blessed at 21 to have a full-time gig out here on Delmarva. So only three hours away from home, but you don't get the station, unfortunately, in New Jersey and PA.
1: But let me ask you, do you get lots of free Wawa stuff?
3: we actually do we get a little gift basket when they first came in we don't get free hoagies or anything like that unfortunately but they really gave us a nice gift basket with a bunch of merchandise they're our studio sponsor so it's pretty cool to have them on our side
1: i'm a big fan of wawa i just thought i'd throw that in there Uh, by the way you do have a website delmarvasportsnetwork.com and you just might see you there on the front of the the website so what's on the website what will people find there
3: So it's basically all of the games we called. We also go out to games and get highlights. So for the people who aren't on the calls, we have different reporters going out and getting highlights through various games. And you can see all the highlights, different reports right here. It's called a package. Um, We do a coach who makes a different sport. Basically, that means a coach around the peninsula that is really making a difference, not only in the kids' lives on the field, but also off the field. So we have different storylines like that that are a lot of fun. It's basically what we do throughout the day, but then we all just throw it to the web. So people like you who are out of the region can kind of look at it and see it while they're at home.
1: Yeah, I should mention I watched a few minutes of some of you doing play-by-play of various games over the past week. And I watched Zach doing the nightly final score program Monday night. You guys do a great job.
3: Thank you, yeah, we appreciate it. We have a really good team over at DSN. Zach's our sports director. He's been here for a little bit now. Um, We just have a really fantastic team. We work very well together and everybody behind the scenes is great as well.
1: We talked last year about your broadcasting education at Roan and oh, by the way, you graduated With honors, magna cum laude. So congratulations on that. We had Neil Hartman on here with us. We've had him on, I think, four or five times over the years. And uh, you know this. Neil is quite proud of you. He told us when he was on with us last summer. uh, I mean, heck, you're someone Rowan can point to for what the school's broadcasting program can do for them, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, Neil is one of the best mentors I've ever had. He helps students so much. If you're really determined and know what you want to do, he's going to point you in the right direction. And he helped me through college just so, so much. I'm very grateful. And this opportunity, honestly, wouldn't be possible without him. He's the one who called me and said, do you want to graduate early? Do you want this job? There's an opportunity out there in Salisbury, Maryland. And for me, it was a no-brainer. I was able to graduate early and Neil just has been the biggest supporter, and it's really been great
1: to have him on my side, for sure. Yeah, Neil's a good man. All right, let's talk a little Sixers, Kayla. Um, despite slow starts to some of the games, they looked terrific the first five games of the James Harden era, but since then, it's been very interesting. Do you think this team will get it together enough to make a deep run come playoff time in mid-April?
3: I think they can make a deep run i think the biggest contest right now for them is going to be the miami heat and the brooklyn nets i know that they beat the miami heat already without james Harden and joella b but you talk about the brooklyn nets right now if the season were to end they would be in the play-in tournament and that kind of makes sixers fans nervous i think because then maybe they would have to play them depending where the seating goes so i think the difference about the east is that one through eight right now is very, very talented. So you could get knocked out in the first round. And I think one of the top teams will. Hopefully it's not the Sixers. I think that they can make it past the second round this year. I don't know about NBA champions, but I think if they can get things together, they still need to play together a little bit more that they can make a deep run for sure.
1: By the way, how much do you love Tyrese Maxey? What a performance by him oh. Monday night, huh?
3: He's absolutely fantastic. It's crazy to think that we're the same age because I'm like, he's this NBA <laughs> almost like superstar right now, but... He's really making a name for himself at the moment. You're talking about somebody who last year was behind Ben Simmons, was coming off the bench, was kind of just into his role. And sometimes when you get a guy like James Harden, you don't really know where Tyrese Maxey is going to end up. But he's just been phenomenal. He's been able to put everything on his back. He's been able to step up in huge moments. And he's so, so young. So you're talking about a guy who's good now, but that can also be part of the Sixers' future going forward.
1: Well, speaking of the Sixers' future, I'm assuming you still keep, Tabs somewhat on the Blue Coats, the Sixers' first-round draft pick last summer, Jaden Springer, has spent virtually all season with the Blue Coats, the G League team. Uh, he's a six-four guard. He's averaging more than fifteen points a game. But does he have a future? Do you think in the NBA?
3: Absolutely. I think he does. I think he's shown a lot of talent. I wouldn't be surprised if he either stays with the Blue Coats for a few years or gets passed around the G League a little bit. But I do think that he can be successful in the NBA. For how long, I don't really know. But he's got some pop. He's got some flair. And I think eventually he can make that mark. I think it might be a year or two. I think he might stay with the Blue Coats, And maybe if the Sixers want to bring him up here and there, they can. But I think it's going to be like a Paul Reed situation where he's back and forth between the Blue Coats and the Sixers, at least for
1: now in the next year. All right. Going to be interesting to see how they do in the playoffs. Um, well, Kayla, before we wrap up, since you did so well with it last year, I think we have time and maybe I can twist your arm to play another game of Fast Five. Five questions, five brief
3: answers. Yeah, let's do it.
1: <laughs> All right. And As last time, keep your answers to 15 or 20 seconds so we can get them all in here. Here we go. Number one, Kayla, the Phillies will soon open their 2022 season. They've added a couple of big-time hitters in Castellanos and Schwarber, but the defense and bullpen are once again big question marks. What is the outlook for this year's Phillies?
3: I think they're on top of the NL East. I think throughout the season they're going to make some pitching changes. They don't have a great starting pitching rotation, which really worries a lot of Phillies fans and I get it, but that lineup is going to be super hard to face every single night for opposing squads.
1: Expect a lot of 10-8 games. Uh you told me <laughs> you told me last year that your favorite Philly athletes of your lifetime would include Ryan Howard and Joel Embiid. Who would be your least favorite?
3: I don't love Jason Worth because he went to the Nationals and everything like that. I really liked him. He was a Philly. Um, probably Ben Simmons, too, just because of all the drama that's happened and everything like that with Philadelphia. But those are probably my least favorites.
1: If you didn't say Ben Simmons, I was going to have to <laughs> rule you some more. <laughs> Number three, the Eagles surprised us by winning nine games and making the playoffs. A quick exit from there, unfortunately. How much faith do you have in Jalen Hurts, at quarterback, and will they be back in the playoffs next winter?
3: I think they will. I think right now the team that they're building could possibly win that division. I think the Cowboys right now are trying to figure out who they are as a team. We'll see if Dak Prescott can do what he's been doing. But I think Jalen Hurts has a lot of promise. They've already gotten some help on the receiving end. And Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts, another year together, another year of connections. I think they can make it out on top of the division. How far they go, I don't know, but playoffs mm-hmm. maybe.
1: All right. It is Women's History Month, Kayla. What is your assessment of the 76ers' first ever female play-by-play voice, Kate Scott?
3: I love her. I think she has such a really good voice. I think it's very hard to kind of back up. Mark Zumoff because he's just been the face of the Sixers for so many years, but she kind of picked up where he left off. And I think it's fantastic to have a woman in the booth, and she's done a really good job. I think the call on Tyrus Maxey the other night was super exciting as well.
1: Oh, yeah. We had Kate on with us last month, as you just saw there, and uh, she was terrific. Just so personable, in addition to being talented. So yeah, I'm a big fan of Kate Scott. Um, Finally, number five, what are your two or three favorite all-time sports movies?
3: Oh, I love Draft Day. That's probably my number oh, one. Oh
1: no, you're. you're the I one. know a lot
3: of people, <laughs> and probably like Sandlot, but there's not too many that I can really put above them. Draft Day is probably my number one. I'll give you a top two there. <laughs>
1: I'll let you slide on that one, uh, Kayla Santiago. Great to do this again. Continued success in your broadcasting career, and go Sixers!
3: Awesome, thank you so much. Trust the process, of course.
0: Hey, good stuff. Uh, you could, she, she's going to do well. She's going to do well. You can tell. Put I'm back, ears, Bill. Put your ears back in. <laughs> I, I
1: got all tangled up and I couldn't get the other ones working.
0: So. You probably, you probably got uh, that Oscar thing caught in your cores or something. I'd hey, like
1: to do. thank the Academy bill. Yeah.
0: She, I tell you what, uh, <laughs> Kayla is going to do well. She, she's got a great voice, great personality. You can tell. And, uh, She's going to do real well. She's going to be. A, she's a rising star.
1: Yeah, I agree. So uh, I told her we're going to make this an annual event. So what the heck? Okay. We'll talk to you again next March.
0: Good deal. Good deal. Well, Jet, in our uh, in our little agenda we put together, it's time for you to ring the bell. Unfortunately, uh, we don't have time for. Well, that we, we have time. We have time. Uh, I didn't know that that was part of the agenda <laughs> when uh, you said you had a random chat. So let's just skip <laughs> on over feel free to leave the room for three and a half minutes bill um okay. yeah
1: yeah you don't, you don't have to watch this it. it's okay i understand <laughs> here we go here we... hey it is oscars week and i know a lot of people haven't even gone to the movies in a couple of years or longer i know also that ratings for awards shows are dropping every single year i don't care i still love the movies and as a matter of fact i managed to see 29 films that were released in 2021 Actually saw 12 of them in a movie theater, believe it or not. I'm not going to mention every single one of them, of course. But uh, with the Academy Awards Sunday night, I will tell you some of my favorite performances. And then I'll give you my absolute favorite films that were released over the past year. All right. Actress in a supporting role. Lots of great performances in that category. But for me, the winner had to be Anjanou Ellis, playing the mother of Venus and Serena Williams in King Richard. As for Supporting Actor, the award goes to Troy Kultzer in CODA. Yes, a deaf man playing a deaf man, but he was absolutely terrific. Best Actor, I was blown away by Will Smith as Richard Williams in that movie I mentioned a moment ago. King Richard, he absolutely nailed it. Now, several great lead performances in the actress category, and I'm going to call it a tie. You know what? Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball in being the Ricardos, but Jessica Chastain equally amazing in the eyes of Tammy Faye. I'm going to give the best directing statue to the legendary Steven Spielberg for what he did with West Side Story, a fantastic job remaking that classic film 60 years later. I only saw one documentary feature nominee, but it was terrific. If you like music and music history and you haven't seen Summer of Soul, Shame on you. Do yourself a favor. Find it. It's on Hulu. Summer of Soul. Oh, Spider-Man No Way Home didn't get any major nominations. But you know what? It was a whole lot of fun. And it was the only Marvel movie, this one from Sony Pictures, actually, that I happened to see last year. I'm not a big superhero guy. But, yeah, the latest Spider-Man movie was really good. I did manage to see eight of the ten Best Picture nominees, the two exceptions being Drive My Car and Dune. The Power of the Dog, a lot of people found slow and boring, and I get that, but it did have a nice payoff, I thought, for me, so worth checking out, despite being kind of slow and long. Also, Don't Look Up was kind of polarizing. I enjoyed it, but it's not for everybody, I admit it. I did not like Licorice Pizza. I'm not sure why that got a Best Picture nominee or why it even got as many positive reviews as it did. Bradley Cooper and his small role was very, very funny, but the rest of it, eh, I was very pleasantly surprised by both Nightmare Alley and King Richard. I gave both of those films an A-, the same rating I gave to Belfast, but I'm going to give it that one, an ever-so-slight-edge, For me, Kenneth Branagh's very personal movie about the Troubles in 1969, Northern Ireland, Belfast, was my third favorite movie of the year. The two very best ones for me and the only ones that I gave an actual A to, well, that would be West Side Story. But I'm going to call West Side Story the runner-up in this case. Because for me, the best picture, in my opinion, would go to, drumroll please, yeah, Coda. It is that film about an aspiring singer who happens to be a teenage girl from a family of deaf adults and a deaf brother as well. CODA being an acronym for Child of Deaf Adults. She was terrific, great singing voice, and uh, the parents, Marley Matlin played the mother, by the way. They were both awesome as well. You know, I signed up for Apple TV Plus for a free one-week trial last weekend just to make sure I could watch Coda, and it was well worth it. See Coda, see West Side Story, see some of the other movies that were nominated, and uh, enjoy the Oscars Sunday night, and I'll see you at the movies.
0: Well, Chet, um, as a you know, I couldn't find a bag in my, in my uh, studio here. He, here's, <laughs> that's what I think about your Hollywood elites, right there. I'll if accept I had, this on behalf of the
1: Academy. Thank you. Very if much, I had buddy. time,
0: I accept, I throw this box up for all the rest of us. All right, you leave the elite. You hang out with the elite. The rest of us, we got boxes on our head. You don't want to see us. King
1: Richard about the Williams sisters and uh, no, your dad. No, 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 really no. good. Really no. good. No.
0: All right, let's move on. All right. That's three minutes of my life I can't get back right there. All three right. minutes
1: and 58 seconds, actually. I went oh, over. There
0: you go. Hey, <laughs> great guest tonight, though, in Lou Nolan and Kayla Santiago, that's for sure. So tell us, who's coming to Philly Press Box Radio next week? I haven't given you this answer in a while, Bill, but yet to
1: be determined. Uh-huh. I got a couple of feelers out there. I haven't heard back from either of the two people that I contacted just yet. So we'll probably have one guest talking Sixers, one guest talking Phillies, or maybe neither, or maybe one of the two. I don't know. We'll see.
0: All right. We'll make something happen with it, though, I can tell you. Speaking of Phillies, yeah, spring training is here. Uh, Phils have made some noise in the offseason with their signings. Uh, how are you feeling right now about those 2022 fightings?
1: i got to be honest. I'm excited about them. I don't know that they're going to win the you know pennant, but they're going to be fun to watch. More so than in past years because of the fact that they have a lot of proven hitters now, guys who can go yard. And I think it's going to be good for Reese Hoskins to have all these guys hitting ahead of him now. Um, the defense is going to be horrible. We know that. There's going to be a lot of errors. As, as I said with uh, Kayla, we're probably going to have a lot of 10 to 8 games. Today they won their spring game 8 to 7. I think you're going to see a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of runs scored and the bullpen and maybe even the starters will give up a lot of runs as well. But it's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, I, I think it is, too. I, I like the idea. You know, I don't know that they've, you know, they haven't added Hall of Fame players, but they've added good players. Uh, I think they're they're going to be fun to watch. I saw uh, a couple, I don't know if they're guesses or what, about the opening day lineups. And yeah, you, you take a guy like Bowman, it looks like they, the, you know, they're showing him in the eighth spot or the nine spot, you know, and those, yeah. those guys can hit. I mean, Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out the pitching, you know, if it could be decent, the, the bullpen, it looks like they're getting some arms back. Um, see how that goes and see, see who comes North here in a couple weeks and, uh, gets this thing going. We know Odubel is hurt, which is not a
1: horrible thing (laughs) to be honest. So, uh, center field could go to, I heard this today, Bryce Harper, and then they have Schwarber and, uh, Castellanos in left and right field i i don't know about that i mean otherwise you're going to have matt veerling in center adam hazley's going to make the team he could get occasional starts or at least be a defensive replacement so it's going to be interesting to see how all of this plays out one of the most encouraging things for me bill was the fact that sir anthony dominguez is back and throwing hard Mm -hmm. three strikeouts in his lone inning of work yesterday throwing 97. man if he can do that and stay healthy that's going to be a huge
0: plus uh, absolutely. That was one of the guys I was referring to when I said, yeah. you know, they got some guys. And you know, to think about O'Double, Chet, lot of lot of hate out there for O'Double for yeah. various reasons, but uh they don't have a better leadoff hitter than him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sad, if he, he can true. get healthy and hit two sixty and get forty doubles or thirty-five doubles like he had. Uh, you know, they that should be good. They but if they can make a move and get a table center, get that guy that could get on base. Uh, walks however he manages to get there and always be on base when these guys come up and what a, what an acquisition that could be, if they could find that guy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I
1: didn't see the odds yet, but I'm wondering what the over under is for the Phillies this year. Uh, they It was 80 and a half last year. They won 82. Have you seen the number yet?
0: I have not. I have not. And maybe it's waiting until all these moves are made or something. Yeah. You know, who, who knows before they come up with the final ones. But still a couple of weeks left, but it won't be long. April 8th will be. Uh, two weeks. Be here two weeks before you days. know it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll have to get our predictions ready to go for our show two weeks from now and uh, see what we think. Bill, while we have a second, no, go ahead. Just go ahead. I'm done.
0: Well, well, I was going to say, uh, do you have plans to make opening day? That used to be a bit of a yes. ritual for you, but you yes. got shut out a couple times.
1: I will be there this year because their <laughs> opening date didn't actually change because they were going to spend the first week on the road. That got wiped out, postponed until sometime. We don't know when, but the, the April 8th home opener is on tap, and I will be there, so can't wait for that.
0: Hey, um, this just popped into my head but I'm going to throw it at you because we're talking about going to the game and tickets. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers announced yesterday or the day before uh, season tickets are going on sale uh, again, and you must buy a minimum of two years Jet. What? Two years. Yes. You must buy a minimum of two years. So you're not going to get on the Brady bandwagon and then him uh. leave after a year because uh, his contract actually ends next year. So you have to buy two years of tickets and you if you want to be in the lower bowl you have to have a florida you have to be a florida resident oh
1: they're doing that huh
0: yes sir i mm. mean what a messed up thing that is <laughs> both of those things are messed up it's a crazy so, world we live in so uh, one of the guys that I'm working with I'll, I'll know more about this next week cuz he's actually in the pool uh, for season tickets and we'll find out how much he ends up having to put up if he, if he gets selected or however they're doing it, and see how much of those two years you have to pay up front so they can have your money. That That's going to be interesting, too. Yeah. Hey, you want to plug the Raz Room? I do want to plug the razroom Room because... Go ahead. Yeah. Well, they post great sports memorabilia on their Facebook page so people can take a chance of winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to. All items come with certificates of authenticity. They continue to run out great... Autograph memorabilia from all the Philly teams and more. They have small line Razzes, give you greater odds of winning. Check out their Facebook page, like it or follow it. It's ppcc 118 Razz Room. That's right, PPCC118RazzRoom on Facebook. Parting shot for you?
1: Uh, Let's see. We have less than three minutes left. I don't have a real parting shot. If we had more time, I was gonna quiz you on who are the longest tenured current athletes in Philadelphia sports. Now that Giroux is gone, who is uh, the guy? Well, I had that
0: little list that that uh, I didn't see it. Well, I had a list I shared on our show from when we started, Ah, and it was Giroux, Farabee, Farabee, uh, not Farabee. Couturier was a rookie uh, in our first year. Kelsey, Graham, Cox were on that list. And I want to say there was one more flyer. There were no Sixers and there were no Phillies But I did that list. Here's
1: what I found in doing my research today. Sean Couturier is the longest tenured flyer now, 2011-12, followed by Scott Lawton, who came on the following season. Uh, For the Eagles, it's Brandon Graham, of course, 2010. Jason Kelsey arrived a year later in 2013. Johnson came in 13. Uh, as far as the Phillies, believe it or not, if you he were here the whole time, it would be Odubel Herrera because he started the season in 2015 as the opening day center fielder. Aaron Nola came on board later that summer, his major league debut. So I guess technically it is Aaron Nola followed by Zach Eflin. Um, there you have it. Six yeah. Joel, Joel Embiid, of course, uh, yeah, I, So,
0: But I think there's like five left from when we started our show almost eight years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, How that's crazy. about it.
0: And a plethora of coaches. But we're still here. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Somehow we're still here. So hey, uh, you ready to wrap this thing up before we do, Chet? We say our our finals. Uh hopefully we could see people out there at the Red Lantern again. Let's give that a plug. Freddie Burns, uh, Freddie Fours fundraiser for Fred and Christy Burns. Um Saturday from 3 to 8 Red Lantern Tavern 41 West Oak Lane Led Olden, PA come have fun going to be a lot of stuff going on a lot of chances to win things Kevin Riley will be there uh, Chet will be there yeah. a lot of good a lot of good friends and a lot of good time to get together uh, for a great cause and hopefully people can come out and do that Wrap it up Bill All right uh, let's thank tonight's special guests Lou Nolan and Kayla Santiago our sponsors the Irish Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's Lake Your PPCC 118 RAS Room, and Dave Laboy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. For Jim Chesco this is Bill Furman. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll join Philly Press Box Radio next Wednesday, March 30th, already, Chet, at 7 p.m. You can see us live on Facebook, listen to our website, Philly or on blogtalkradio.com slash Philly Press Radio and on all the Google. Apple and all those other podcasts. We're just about everywhere. iHeartRadio and all the others. So with that, high hopes, Philadelphia sports fans, and let's go, Sixers.
2: Happy
1: Happy